Welcome to the Wisconsin Music Podcast. This week we have Betsy Aid and the well-known Strangers. They've been entertaining Midwest audiences with their cello-infused alternative pop rock sound since 2015. Members Betsy Aid, lead vocals and guitar, Joe Enemek on guitars, Cameron Fair on cellos and keyboard, John Kulis on bass guitar, and Scott Fox on percussion have released five CDs. This includes a full-length album, several EPs, an exciting range of fun and influential videos. Um, Betsy Aid and the well-known strangers have been recognized through numerous awards and nominations since inception. This includes, but not limited to, winners of the 2019 Wisconsin Area Music Industry, or Whammy, Best Rock Pop Band, finalists for the 2023 Best Milwaukee's Best Rock Band, an award for Best Song Named Aligned on Songwriters Universe. Betsy Aid and the well-known strangers' music can be found on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, Pandora, YouTube, Apple Music, and most music-related streaming platforms. Now, this interview kind of started out with me just talking with Joe because Betsy was um, having issues with her computer, but we finally got around to having her on. So we're going to kind of start this interview uh, right when Betsy was able to um, connect with us. And the first thing we started talking about was... About their connection to music. Let's dive into the conversation with Joe and Betsy. If you guys want to give me like a short summary of like your music origin story, you know how did how did music affect your life as you were growing up? Uh, Joe, do you want to start? Uh, you could. I mean, you you started. I'll jump in after. As far as your life, and then I'll jump in with. Mine. Okay, so <clears throat> gosh, I remember when I was very young. Um just wanting to sing any song I could sing when I was really young, elementary school. Um, but when it first started really having an effect in my life was uh, when I joined an acapella group in high school. My brother was a singer and he was in the acapella group. And um, I joined and I remember the first practice that we had inside one really big room and uh, it's filled the whole room up with our voices. And it, that really stuck with me. Um, that was a significant moment. Um, also, when my brother, my brother was uh, enlisted in the Air Force, and when he came back from, um, from leave, when he was on leave, he showed me a couple songs that he wrote. And that was a huge moment for me to see him do something like that and a really big inspiration for me to start my songwriting career so um but influences i've had you know a ton throughout my life as far as like what kinds of genres rock rap not such a classical kind of person but um you know i've been influenced with a ton of different music. So that's kind of where I come from. Awesome. What about you, Joe? Yeah. I mean, I remember vaguely being five, six years old and having 45 sitting around of Jim Croce and the Beatles and things like that. And I used to pop them on the uh, 45 player and it got me really interested in music. So my parents put me in, piano lessons i took two years of piano but it was such a great foundation of learning 
time signatures and scales and stuff like that. And even though I don't really follow um, that side of things as far as reading music or anything, I jumped on the drums afterwards for all the way through high school and even after high school. But then when I joined the military, I was in the Navy, I got a guitar and started just farting around with the guitar and writing some songs. And I remember all the guys in the Navy, like dormitory or the the barracks would laugh at me because I'd sit there <laughs> sing and play and they'd just make fun of me. But um, that really kicked off the guitar side. And then I played in many bands, including playing bass, uh, drums, and guitar. So then, you know, met Betsy. Awesome. So um, Well-Known Strangers, was that a band before Betsy joined or was that like all a combination, like it was formed around with all of you as original members uh no it was uh it betsy and i were invited to a wedding to play for a friend uh her singing obviously me on guitar and then we practiced a few times she was in a band i was in a band there neither of them were well-known strangers and we just we knew of each other uh we weren't close or anything, but we just, you know, it's a small kind of community as far as music. You get to know the different artists pretty quick if you're embedded in it at all or is some of the names. I had some music. She had some music. We decided, hey, let's kind of work on things. But I was going to try and join her band at the time. And they had a, the guy in the, her band, her partner in the band had a different direction and really didn't want to take on any of the stuff that I was working on. So Betsy agreed to work with me and uh we found a mutual real passion in the stuff we were doing and yep. recorded some stuff got it out and there was a real real buzz happening with the stuff that we recorded together so we pulled the people in that we knew and started the well well-known strangers and then she had to make a decision i had to make a decision and we just we just stayed together and what when was this? What year? That was 2014 is when we did the, the wedding. And by 2015, at some point, like towards the end of 2015, it was pretty clear. And then we came out with that five-song EP at the end of 2015. But in 2016, we released our full-length album. And then just things, we signed with a uh, management company and just really got busy. Excellent. A lot of fun. Are you still with that same management company or are you guys with a different management company now? Yeah, I don't, and I don't mean to hog the time here, but we, um, yeah, we're no longer with them. They're great guys. It was a very interesting ride and journey with them, but they're in a different genre. Okay. So they took a shot on us. We took a shot on them and we experienced some amazing things. We got into the Chicago White Sox games where we were playing on the field you know, Betsy was singing national anthems. We were touring. We were going to, we were out in Colorado for like radio conventions and got to meet Sid and talk with Passenger and Jimmy from Jimmy E. World and, you know, all these different artists that were up and coming out there. And it was, it was a nice ride with them, but we decided to move a different direction. Let's talk a little bit about your experience with the local scene. The two questions I ask about this is your take on it is the positives of it and the struggles of it. So what, so Betsy, what do you see as the positives of the local scene and what struggles do you seem need improving on? Well, I think um, 
we would we would never be who we are without being a part of of the local scene here in Kenosha, Racine, Milwaukee area. I think people in general take a lot of pride in the musicians that they have in their, in their town. And um, we're really grateful to be a part of that. Um, and we'll never stop playing around here no matter you know what happens with us. Um, but we, I think one of the things that we're afraid of doing is maybe saturating the area, maybe playing too much around this, this area. And, yeah. you know, if you do that too much, then people will not maybe come to these special shows that we have, or they'll say, well, I'll get them next week or, or I'll get them on Thursday. Um, so we, we take a lot of time making sure that we're and anywhere we go in this area, the area that we play, we want to make sure that we, you know, make it a little special. We, we, there's like a eight week period or six week period where, um, you know, if we play one area, we got to wait a certain amount of time. So it's, it's a little bit strategic, but you know, we'll, we'll always come back to, to playing and, and being a part of our local community. Right. It's right. Rich environments that, we're happy to be a part of. And what about struggles in the local scene? What do you see that you think needs improvement on? I mean, I think I touched on a little bit of that, just saturating the area, okay. uh, you know, as far as like our contribution to the local scene, but um, everybody that we've played for, you know, I, I don't remember having a lot of struggles with the people that, that we've played with. I don't, I don't know that there are negatives. I don't know. Joe. Yeah. I, I mean, this is kind of going outside of that a little, not outside of that thinking a little bit. I think the biggest struggles a lot of us are facing right now is the economy is tough on some small businesses and the opportunities are a lot smaller than they were. I mean, there just doesn't, I mean, there's still opportunities, but it just seems like a lot of, smaller clubs that we used to play at may have closed or they're just not able to afford bands. You know, a lot of le less people are going out at, well, we're getting more now, but there's still a fear out there about getting out. And uh, even though that's gotten a little bit better, I think that is the toughest thing right now is trying to figure out coming out of the whole COVID thing while just trying to figure out who's still active, what's happening, what's smart for us to do. Like Betsy, talked about you know it's like is the brat stop still super active and is have they switched genres you know it's like really trying to match and juggle and figure out what those places are doing and whether or not it makes sense for the growth of our own band yeah well it's it's just really interesting it's just kind of survival still right now like bands and new owners and you know, everybody's still trying to recoup from or recover from yeah. the pandemic. Right. The industry is just tough. Even the local, you know, you and I were talking a little bit about this. The local, the whole industry is just tough. 
Yeah. It's not easy. It's not easy to figure out what to do. Everything's switched now from kind of these studio recordings to the home recordings. You as you're talking about what you do. Right. I mean, we've done that as a band. You know, it's it's changed the whole dynamics of everything that's going on. COVID really, really morphed a lot.
with the the streaming performances now too, where they you know obviously they go in front of a camera and perform their songs to a camera. That's a whole different vibe for that whole thing. We did that completely, and we've yeah, like Betsy was saying, we've we've had the opportunity to do all that and figure out very various various avenues to try and get our music out and it's tough it's yeah. really tough right. and it's tough for people to kind of latch on to certain things because we're all trying to figure out what to do and how to do it <laughs> it's it's like which way do you that, go left right yeah but it's also a positive in some ways because you've now formed a different set of avenues that weren't there before which can also be a positive it's just challenging with anything new yeah, definitely. Betsy, do you want to talk about your time on The Voice or do you not want to talk about that? You can talk about whatever. We can talk about anything. I'm an open book. Okay. We both are. Yeah. I, I don't know if you know who Ray, Rain Stern is. She was another contestant on on The Voice. I don't remember which season she was on, um, but she's from Wisconsin as well. She's out in <laughs> L.A. right now, but um, she talked about it was like too gimmicky for her. What was your take on the voice? What was my take on the voice? Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed it thoroughly. I think it was a really exciting time. It was hard. Um, it was like, I don't know. It's like having a kid. It's like so great and so hard and everything in between. Um, I, really enjoyed the challenge. I think that was the biggest personal takeaway was, you know, I have kind of some anxieties when we perform, you know, for whoever, it doesn't matter who it is. I still have those anxieties, but uh, to do it on a national level or a, you know, global level, it's, it, there's a lot of pressure, but um, the people that were involved in the production um, not only the, the production of it, but the like the friends and family. There's such a system that they that they work with, and it is a well-oiled machine. You could tell. That yeah. Been, obviously, they've been doing this for years. Um, but what I took comfort in is the fact that they said from day one just trust the process you have this opportunity to put yourself out there and uh, give yourself some exposure on a way different level and i just kind of sat back and appreciated that and you know all the people that i met out there was wonderful and um i don't know i it was it was a wonderful experience it really was I'm not sure that I would do it again <laughs> just because I don't know if I want to sign up for all that, but uh, I'm glad I did it. And I recommend it to anyone. Yeah. Do you feel like that upped your game as a performer and as a musician? Yeah, I think so. I think it, it, it gives you confidence. It gives you validation. It definitely gives you, like I said, the exposure that you need, especially being a, uh, coming from a small town and, um, even now, you know, we continue to branch out from the Midwest. So, like, it still really helps us. Yeah. We'll see that you're on national TV and maybe they have 
like a little bit more trust if you're under pressure or they can trust that you're going to perform or I don't know what it is, but we definitely have had an enormous amount of opportunity from, from that. Cool. Very cool. Yeah. It's always, I think it's always, you know, any experience that you have either bad or good, it, it, you can take something away from it and, and improve upon what you're working on. True. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Another thing I, me and Joe were talking about uh, was your recording project. Let's talk about the current one and some current songs. And if you want, we can actually put some of those songs on the podcast for the listeners to kind of hear and then maybe entice them to go and hear your music for the first time. They've never heard of you. I've actually didn't even hear. Maybe I've heard of you, but didn't sink in until I was telling Joe, me and my wife were walking down in Kenosha at Pets and all of a sudden, there you guys are performing with the Kenosha Symphony Orchestra. I didn't even know about it. We just went down there just to walk the dog and enjoyed that whole experience of seeing you there performing with the orchestra. And I, if I remember correctly, you were saying it was a great experience and the whole thing. Um, if you want to talk a little bit about that, that would be great. Yeah, the, the symphony. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It was. It's definitely one of the things on our bucket lists. I know I say that a lot, but we have we have many more things to, to check off, but I wanted to, um, I really wanted to play on a boat and we got that Melissa Etheridge cruise that we were able to perform on. And the other one was play with the symphony. And I mean, I don't even know. It, it's hard to, it's hard to sum up in a couple sentences. Yeah. When you hear the, professionalism and our first experience was a practice with them inside of the Simmons, the gymnasium down by Center. It, it filled the whole room. And it like, like I was saying, the, my, one of my biggest moments knowing that I love music is sitting in a room and singing with a bunch of people and it just filling up the space. Uh, it was, I couldn't, I, I, kind of broke down the first song when they started <laughs> playing the intro to aligned and like I just couldn't believe it was happening. It's just one of those spiritual experiences that you're finally like, oh my gosh, with all the work, which Joe and Cam and Max and then we have another um, friend as well that was uh, part of putting all the scores together, which is a huge feat. Mm-hmm. Um, but after all of that, like actually seeing it happen, it, it was overwhelming. And, and then to perform it for people who two really different types of people, like people who go to the symphony and people who go to rock shows and they were all there. It just seemed like everybody was there and they, they all enjoyed it. Like we had nothing but amazing. Yeah. That's kind of the vibe I got too. Is when we were down there listening, to you guys perform with them. It just everybody was there enjoying the show. You know, from young to old, they were just yep. thoroughly, you know, enjoying the whole performance. Yeah, that was amazing. And going back to what this started with was your recording projects. Why don't you guys kind of? I know Joel, you talked a little bit about this, but the experience of your last recording project. What did you enjoy about? this project more than other projects that you've done in the past i mean for me the it really comes down to the the 
the studio, you know, I've had the opportunity now this this album that we're working on, uh, which is our basically our sixth CD, but it's going to be our second full length. We've got a number of EPs sprinkled in there. Uh, we're doing it ourselves, you know, up to the point that we can turn it into someone to really clean it up, who we've always turned to. We always used Nick Radovanovic and um, Steven Servi to, to record our music. Uh, they did it at their studio. We're doing it now, the, at least the recording, the actual tracking of our music at, you know, um, our, in our studio. So mm-hmm. it's completely different right. because we're, we're, and because I said I'm retired, I'm able to sit there and tinker with stuff all day long, which may, may or may not be a good <laughs> thing, but it is what it is. And, uh, you know, I, I may save like 30 versions of a song because I'm like trying this, trying this, trying this. And until I can get Betsy over there, over to the, you know, the studio, uh, you never know where things are going to go because it's really, really important that, you know, that Betsy feels it because she creates lyrics and has the energy behind it and it's and we're writing a song we're writing an album about her her life which is also going back to your question a different experience while we've always wrote wrote songs about our lives some of it's been about mine some of it's been about betsy's or others or whatever we came up with this is literally kind of a timeline of experiences that betsy wants to write about and it's amazing it really is. We're really behind right now because we've been doing so much. Melissa Etheridge, we're in Scotland, Mile of Music, just all over the place. And we're yeah. behind and I feel bad about that, but we'll, we'll get caught up.
do you want to add anything to that Betsy? Uh, sure. I, I mean, I don't, I don't think that, uh, I think this is the way to do it. I think going forward when we record music, I think it's at least going to start in Joe's studio. Um, just as far as the financials and the convenience of it all. Uh, and he's, he's proved to be a wonderful producer already. So, you know, if we can get a song to a certain point where all it needs to do is get edited and mastered, um, that saves us a lot of money and it saves us a lot of time. And um, he certainly has, has been able to do that for us. So that I love it. I, I love the process. I know I love, I love being in this, in an actual studio as well. Like there's nothing like that. Um, <clears throat> but as far as, you know, if you need to get stuff done real quick and, um, you got a whole bunch of ideas, you got to get out mm -hmm. this is the way to do it. So. Wonderful. How far are you in the, in the recording process at this moment? So the date right now is, um, August 29th when you know obviously it's it's not set in stone but when do you really want to have this done by yesterday <laughs> yesterday <laughs> but it's hard, it's hard. yes yeah. yeah we did a fundraising campaign for this in scotland and other things but in our i remember in our recordings we were talking about everything being done by now yeah and if we are targeting, let's say, 10 or 11 or 12 songs, whatever, for the album, we're at, we just released song three. Okay. We're working on four and five separately. Betsy's kind of got some stuff going on with the song. And then we have other songs that we have probably are going to lean back on that make sense for this, that Betsy's written or that I've started some sort of thing that Betsy, Betsy likes. I think we can really push things quicker now that our schedule's a little bit uh, you know, freeing up a little bit more. So it takes, let's say, six weeks for a song at best to track and record if you're on your best game, maybe even quicker. But that's, and then it takes uh, several weeks to get edited and mastered. And then it takes three, four weeks to have Apple and that accept it. Right. So it's like a 10, 12 week, pro it's like a three month process. So the best thing we could do is produce songs quickly here and have them ready. Cause then they could be sitting ready mastered. And then we just release them, you know, a little bit more strategically as far as every six weeks or so. Yeah. yeah. That's what we want to do. Yeah. I'm, I'm producing this band right now and um, we've been working on it since I want to say April. And like every six week they come with like three or four songs and we go through them and change things here and there. And yeah, I understand that process is just, you want to make sure you're ready before as ready as you think you can be before you think you're going to waste time in the studio, you know, either paying for it or with money or with your own time. Yeah. I think if we, like if the band had a dozen songs sitting, we, which we kind of do, but if we had a dozen songs or ideas ready to roll, I think we could get a lot farther if we had time. So it's one thing to have the ideas. It's another thing to literally have Betsy's time or, right. or John's time or Scott's time or Cam's, whatever. It's all about getting time to get together. Yep. It's tough. Yep. 
like what you're talking about and what we used to do, you know, you have a week to go in a studio, you spend a ton of money, but you have that five days to crank out 10 songs. And then you, you know, or whatever it is, two weeks to crank right. out 10 songs. That's time that like we've set aside. We need to get back to kind of doing that, but we've all used our vacations or just time on all these trips that we've taken. Mm-hmm. So it's really, really tricky. If we're right. making a ton of money doing this, it'd be a whole nother story. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Which kind of takes me to my next question, which is work life balance. I mean, I know you've talked about being retired, so that gives you, frees you up from worried about work. But for, I don't know about you, Betsy, we haven't really talked about the other things you do besides, you know, the band. Do you have like an issue with work life balance? Is it difficult for you or are you pretty good yeah. with that? Obviously, I was late to the podcast and I had to <laughs> practice like those those kinds of things just pop up. And, you know, it's like, is he going to be late? Should he miss practice? Because we have this. I what you know, what should I do here? And to try to just to shove it all in. Of course, I want to just do it all. Right. You always try to find that peace and that balance. Yeah. You know, with with what what you're doing and carve out enough space where you're not just so stressed and you're not present in anything you're just there you know to me i would i would like to when i carve out the space i really want to be there i want i want to make the most of my time when i'm with the people that i'm with you know and that's hard that's it's hard sometimes. And, yeah. yeah. Um, but we all try. We, we do our best. I think we do all right. Yep. We've been doing all right so far. Yeah. I mean, other than being gone and away and all this other stuff. Yeah. It's been just tough time to get together to brainstorm the ideas. Once you have the basic ideas down, I can at least get started with it. Whether or not it ends up, there's a whole nother story. But I can get it tracked. And then everybody can give feedback on whether or not we need to change this. It's, it's a really cool dynamic, but just real quick back to your, everybody in the, in the band has jobs. You know, Betsy's a teacher. Haven's a teacher. Cameron has his job uh, in it or doing, mm-hmm. uh, he's doing 3d uh, CAD work. John is an it manager. Scott's on the road with sales. I mean, it's tough to balance all this and then you take a trip to scotland or you're in my yeah. music for five days you got family betsy's got her you know i have my grandchildren we, we you gotta you really gotta juggle yep you gotta find out you know where your priorities your that priority list is and how to put that all together it can be very difficult to do well and as we said in this industry if this was supporting our livelihood this music totally different right obviously. we'd wake up and we'd be together writing we'd be pushing out hundreds of songs i mean it would just be non-stop yeah but that's not how it no, is not right now no we all wish it was but <laughs> that's what we're working for we're working for it and with that i think that's all the questions i have for you guys so thank you so much for being on the wisconsin music podcast uh thank you to betsy and joe from betsy aid and the Wild Strangers, Kenosha Racine locals, and hopefully you guys enjoyed the, being on the Wisconsin Music Podcast. Yeah, we did. Thank you so much for having us. An honor. Us. Thanks for having us.
All right, I have one more song of theirs to play for you right after this little speech before the end of the show. So glad we have great artists like Betsy, Aid, and the well-known Strangers living in Wisconsin and doing a great job helping to um, show the world that we have great music here. It's not just on the East Coast or the West Coast or in Nashville or New Orleans, but we have great musicians all over this world. I'm just so lucky that I get to interview the great ones here in Wisconsin. Um, another plug for the concert coming up on May 12th at Shank Hall with Milwaukee band Alley Eyes, um, American Restless, and Silent Comedy. Well, here is I Don't Owe You by Betsy Aid and the Well-Known Strangers. I'll see you guys next week. Box.